Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appears before the Lord. So you'll be departing from here with greater strength than you came with. The blessing of the Lord shall be multiplied upon your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. A few years ago, precise 1990, I was in a church in Nigeria. And there was a man who was a senior officer in one federal college. And there was a lady in the church who also was working in that same place but at a lower level. And somehow they were having problems. She offended the man. And the man sought to punish her unto the end. So one day, my pastor, whom I was assisting, and myself, we went somewhere in that man's car. So the pastor took the opportunity to talk to the man. But the issue that was have been going on will be resolved. And these were the words the man spoke. Even if God comes, I can't forgive her. Now, before this time, Several attempts have been made to administer the Holy Ghost baptism upon this man. Everyone who came forward received the Holy Ghost, but he couldn't. So when he manifested like that on that day, my pastor says, no wonder. The head of this man cannot be open for the Holy Ghost to enter. I'm talking to you this morning on the subject of forgiveness. On Friday, the Lord laid this thing upon my heart very strongly. And the many of us are robbed of our blessings. Because of the spirit of unforgiveness. It is my desire and my prayer that you humble yourself enough to pick something from what going to talk about today. The power of forgiveness. If you like the danger of unforgiveness. No. No. If you like, call it the danger of unforgiveness. Exactly. Our Father, we thank you because of your presence here. Thank you, Holy Spirit, because the word is coming forth with your power behind it. And thank you for giving your people understanding today in the name of Jesus Christ. Please have your seats. One more time, Dr. Amonu and the wife, you're welcome.
Isaac, you are welcome. And everybody is welcome. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I read one of the books written by uh, Kenneth Hagin. One of the books written by Kenneth Hagin. And he told a story. There was a young lady who went on the healing line seeking for healing. No. He had called up people who wanted healing to come forward and the lady was in the queue. So when he got to her turn, the Lord spoke to the, the pastor and said, let this girl go back and forgive the grandmother. Otherwise, she will not be healed. And she said she could not forgive. So she Mama left the crusade into. ground with her sickness. Driving home, suddenly her, the sickness became very acute. And she feared she was going to die. She parked the car and, and then called upon the Lord with tears. Forgive me. I forgive my grandmother. The moment she made that utterance, healing came. God is a God of wisdom. When he talks about forgiving, he knows what he is talking about. I have sat down to examine the profit of unforgiveness. And I want to let you know this morning that the profit of unforgiveness is imprisonment and robbery. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. When you don't forgive, you rob yourself of blessings of God. And you put yourself in prison. You create a dangerous thing on your channel of communication with God. And it does not matter what really happens. Now, you see, this subject is heavily connected to your progress in life. Let's see Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. My time is so limited, so help me make it fast. What is it to forgive? Letting someone go even when you have the right to punish. You let go. And there are no conditions attached to it. And that was the frustration of Jonah. Assyria had tormented Israel for many years. Assyria And God sent him to go and preach to them. By in 40 days' time, judgment will come. 
And the man told himself, I'm not going to go. I know this God. If I go to, to preach to them, they'll repent. And when they're doing, forgive them. For Israel. So instead of going that way, he chose to travel a different way. You know his story very well. But God caught him. The number of times God had blocked your way to make sure you understand what it is, the reason for you to forgive, you have ignored those things. When eventually he was thrown into the sea and uh, he was swallowed up by a fish. And inside the stomach of the fish, he repented and began to pray for the mercy of God. It's very interesting that he had to leave the comfort of his home to go and pray in the belly of a fish. Forgiveness is in the nature of God. And if we are made in the image and after a likeness of God, and God demands of us to forgive, then no matter how painful it is, we have to let it be God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. If I should ask everybody here, who has been offended by any other person. You have very, very lucid reasons why you should be angry. And continue to be angry. But God doesn't allow that kind of thing. Hello? Are you there? I've told you before there are many people who don't understand me. I have been tormented by people that I love so much. In ministry and outside ministry. My wife and the pastor know this thing very well. One day he said, your heart is too large. It doesn't really matter what you do against me. Because I know that God will make me jump over the barrier you have put over there. I don't need to carry you in my heart as weight. I don't want to put you in prison and I don't want to be in prison. I want to be very, very free. So when I sit before his word, I can hear him talk to me. So when I appear before him to pray, I don't have any inhibition at all. That's also the reason why sometimes when you offend me, I give it back to you wherever you offended me. Whether it's in the street or inside motor. Anywhere. Yeah, I'll give it to you, not like it, but that's the way I sort my things out. After that one, we are okay going together and working. Because tomorrow is more glorious than today. I can't miss tomorrow on your account. Hello? Hi. Some of you are too weighty. You, you are very heavy. Yeah, mubi, yeah, and, and it, is, it is not your body mass. No. The weight that you carry on yourself. Self-inflicted. Self-inflicted. Why 
What you are? Hmm. Yeah. Whoever has offended you and you think about the person, that person is sleeping. Okay. He's sleeping, he's eating free of charge. Oh, did he me? Now I die. But you have taken upon yourself that woeful woeful job of looking at how to inflict punishment on that person. Deliver yourself today. Now let's go there. Pursue peace with all people. How many people? And pursue holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Peace. With all people. He did not say that if the person has done one, two, or three, peace with all people. Can you imagine a person that was so close to me? He was my student, he was uh, I was his pastor, and um, I was looking for a place to start this work in 2009. He told me he had land. Actually, somebody told me, so I went to him. And uh, he offered that place that he wasn't going to use it for now. And all the money we had on us, we invested over there, cleared the place, sunk a borehole, dig, uh, what do you call it? A uh, manhole with the intent of building a washroom on it. Okay. Because it was just one plot and we wanted to maximize it. So everything that we had went into that place. Now, but me the word you have said, Obi, I know me yet so far no so. Aye, me ba me church and a day. Ah, what asasi bida wa? Me busa ano Obi e kache me so. Asasi we da wa ne asasi me si dia. Oh, me ko busa ano so asasi o asasi na me mfanye bibia sisi ya. Enunti sika ne wa yahu ni na ya di sisi asasi ne so. I told this young man in at the Bible school in Nigeria. Me chere na dia e wo Bible school e wo Nigeria. And there was good rapport between us. But one day he made a statement. And I'm very sensitive to words. So when he made that statement, I called him aside. And I said, I want to know what is on your mind concerning that work. Just be free and tell me. And he said God was asking him to go and start his work. And it was going to be at the same place. The place has been beautified now. So attraction came. I asked him whether he was sure. He said yes. I said, okay, neither let me pray for you. I laid hands on him and prayed for him. And told him to go forth and start the work. He didn't know how to leave my office. And I told him anything that happens, let me know. If you need advice, call me. I went there to pray for him. And we were talking. Uh, they, maybe the mistake I made was that when we went to the land the first day, I sealed that land in the name of our ministry. He did all that he could. Even the few people that we had got in that place who were asked to join him, they left. As we are talking now, that land has become a fitting, uh, fitting shop. Just by the roadside at Amrahia. His work is going on somewhere else. I keep on communicating with him and praying with him. And all that. I, I don't have anything against him. To me, it's the kingdom of God. And that is not the first one. 
It wasn't the last either. There have been several of them. When you see me smiling and laughing, it's not as if I have not seen any difficulties before. You have seen them. But we saw the word of God over and above those situations. Follow peace with all men. And holiness without which nobody will see God. You want to see God? You want to encounter him? So, 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 so that person who offended you, what is the worth of that person as compared to you staying in the presence of God and enjoying divine encounters? I pray for them and I wish them well. Any one of them, or every one of them. I, I don't want to talk because there's when I mention some things, you may know some people, and I don't want you to go that way. Follow peace with all men and holiness. Pursue peace. When you hear the word, you pursue it means there are obstacles on the way. Hebrews eleven six. We'll link up. But without faith. It is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. It is your faith in God that will help you to forgive that person. Because God is the ultimate. And there is nothing that person can do for you that God cannot do more. The obstructions on your way, your walk with God are too many that it takes your faith in God to keep you going. Forgiveness is one of the major trumpets of grace. Grace of God. Announce forgiveness. What grace that brought Christ to us. And he came to irrespective of what we had done and what we keep on doing. He is our forgiveness. And we didn't pay anything. It was given to us out of grace. As well as this question, is there anything anybody has done against you that you have not, you've not done even much more against God? Is it betrayal? Are we not still betraying him? Flouting his word? What he wants us to do, we know, but we will not do. And we still turn around to call him father. I will not treat us. What is that somebody did? He took your money? Or you go sit down and check and see the number of tithes that you chop without bringing to God. But you are a God robber. 
The number of people that you could have helped that you refused to help. But whatever reason. Is there anything that anybody has done against you? That you have not done worse. If he forgave you, then what is your excuse? I will tell the excuse. Christ. Is it me that you are offended like that? Is it me? Do you really know do you know me? Today I will show you a little bit. Examine your life as I talk. Examine it. Right from your home. If you will fear, if you are married between you and your spouse, so examine it. your place of work, Baby, Juma. the thoughts that come into your mind about certain people. Now, The Bible says there is forgiveness with God. Psalm 130 and verse 4. But there is forgiveness with you that you may be feared. There is forgiveness with you that you may be feared. So a person who knows how to forgive is one whose worth whose worth is, is what? Heightened. And people respect, they reverse you. They fear you. Because because you can let go. Hallelujah. A young pastor spoke to me rudely when I was uh, an associate pastor somewhere in Nigeria. When he did that one, he disappeared from the office. I did not tell anybody. But the bishop called him. And he asked him where he was. And he said he has stepped out. And the bishop told him, go and see Patsafosu. And ask him one, two, three. How would he come to me? And Bishop didn't tell me what he had asked the fellow to come to me. He called me on phone. And I asked him, Where are you? I've been wanting to see you. Have you run away from this way because you insulted me? I said, forgiving you. He told me he was coming to the office. He got there and told me the bishop had asked him to come and see me. But he did not know how to come to the office. Because in that ministry at that time, if I had reported him, he would have gone. But there was no need. If he is sent home and the wife and children are hungry, what would I have gained? But he came to apologize. I said, there's no need for apology. Now let's, let's see. The only apology that I will accept is that you will tell me you won't behave like that again to anybody, not just me. Anybody. And then he assured me. 
And from that moment, the young man changed. In your life, you will meet many of such people. Where God is taking you to is so far. So when they become obstacles in your way, forgive them because where you are going is far. So I may be angry with you. Sincerely, I may be angry with you. I will sit down to cross my mind the things I can do to you and paralyze you. Then I will ask myself, and then what happened? Can I go to God and tell him this is my testimony? No. So all the things that you are harboring in your heart against people. That you cannot let go. I want to, I want to announce to you that you are a slave to all those people. Are we still friends? A forgiving spirit releases awesomeness and makes people to revere the practitioner. A forgiving spirit releases awesomeness and makes people to revere the practitioner. So would they Jesus made very emphatic statements about the issue of forgiveness. These are very serious statements. I know you have read those things. You have heard the preachings on such. You have heard many things. You see, but sometimes certain things must be said over and over again before they gain entrance into our spirits. So it, it, it's not as if, it's not as if I'm saying something you you see the paper. Yes, sir. When you see with papers like this, yes, you should understand where the thing is coming from. Yes, I have tried to write down notes into my diary. I couldn't do it. Chapter 6. Of Matthew. Verse 14. For if you forgive men their trespasses. Your heavenly father will do what? Will also forgive you. Okay, just go to Mark chapter 11. And let's read verse 24 and 25. And I'm looking for another one to add to. <laughs> and I will tell the number of times you have brought money to us free of charge to eat. Without you getting anything from it. Hello? Uh, praise God. If you bring the money here, we'll bless it and use it for church. But whether you get your profit, it depends on you. I'm trying to locate that scripture. 
if you carry your item to the altar and there you remember that somebody has something against you. You have something though, but somebody has something against you. He said, drop it there, go and reconcile with that person before you come back. It's in chapter 5. Of no, this one there. I'm coming to it. Not that you have offended someone, but someone has, no, no, not that someone has offended you, but I don't know. The person has something against you, so you have offended the person. Right? He said, don't, don't, don't give it to the priest. Drop it there and then go. And you will tell me this Old Testament. But it was Jesus, the word, who pronounced it. So you come to your church for church service and you come with heavy envelope with money. And you have come to give it to God. But you have many, many people you are holding in bondage in your heart. The church will receive the money and thank God for it and begin to use it. But whether you are going to get something from there or not, by this scripture that I'm talking about, you have a problem. Where is it? Uh-huh. And when you have scholars in your, your church, is good. Matthew 5.23. Just read it for us. Don't bring it back. Don't bring it there. I'm going back to this. Is it there? Okay. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, and then remember that your brother has something against you, go on. Leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First, be reconciled with your brother and then come and offer your gift. Is the grammar too big to understand? Is it too big? You did not get to know that someone has something against you. knew it before you left your house. But you get to the altar which talks about the presence of God and then you now remember that this person I didn't treat him well. He is not happy with me. Say, leave it there. Go and reconcile with him. Well, as long as there is a problem between you and that person, you don't have access to God with your gift. Oh, but we are no longer after the law. We are not under law. We are under grace. But grace is the one that gives birth to forgiveness. When that forgiveness reaches you where you were in your sins and wash you clean and say you are, you are no longer a sinner. That one you accepted it. Many of us here where we were before Jesus brought us out we, we, we can't talk about those things. Some of you were lying inside, got a drunk. Some of you were inside brothels. Jumping from one woman to the other. You have duped people, you have killed. And yet he, he came to you and forgave you. And gave you a place in his kingdom. And you are now part of the beloved of the Lord. If God could so do this kind of thing to you, can't you also remember and do your little for someone? You have excelled in life. Oh, but you could have gone farther than that. Now, so bet me a cosso since baby, I would let go. I said, Who's your answer? The better who offended you, your deep bonnie, a child, your what from Hallelujah. 
I am not saying that you don't discipline people. No. so obi I'm not saying you don't rebuke them. No. If you love someone, you must rebuke the person when the person is wrong. So be doa na wudo bi an awo kanini. Because the people that God loves, He chastises. Na ni enkofu anyakupon edono omo no kamwe. But keep that person in your heart. Now so say wudi ni pane be show akume. To the extent that any time the person's name is mentioned, you're offended. Na maybe I yebe boni pane di na ubi piaba. The bi pi. Sorry. Na kosro on. Na yemashu. Yemashu no na ba. One interpreters here, only problem. Glory to God. Amen. I told one of my sisters who have been misbehaving towards our eldest brother. Now, a Jimmy Kakra. So one day I ask her if you hear tomorrow that our brother is dead. Will you go looking for the dead body? Sure. If the person you cannot forgive falls down, collapses now, you are there. Won't you go for the funeral and say all manner of things about the person? In all my lifetime, this is one of the best people that I met. Why must it be that time? Why not now? Why don't you give your brother or your sister the hope to live better? Why should you kill your confidence before God? Because of pride. He doesn't know me. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you that somebody should know and be trembling? No, no, ask yourself. What is it? <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. I said in the year 2000, I visited one side ward at the Wanochi Teaching Hospital. I had seen a policeman standing at the at the door almost every time I got there. So I decided to go and see who was there. I asked the policeman who is there. Can I just peep and see the person? He said, do it, but don't talk. Okay. I saw one very rich man. Very rich man. A man of great influence. With all manner of tubes. Nose, mouth, side tubes everywhere. And I got to know he was a man who loved Fufu so much. But none of the tubes could communicate Fufu into it. He was very rich. But money failed. Money could not help him. A man of great influence, respected by people. But the respect of people could not help him. He was helpless and hopeless. And he passed on. Outside Christ, what is your worth? Outside Christ Jesus, what is your worth? That nobody can touch you.
the slightest offense, you are you 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 get to the point of of, of what of the exploding. So be a fumo kakrebia Please go to that mark. I'll, let me stop here. Go to that mark. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. 25. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. Let me add this one to it. So that you will receive that which you are asking from you. When you stand praying, and you have anything against anyone, forgive that person. When you stand praying, forgive. God is not interested in the intensity of your tongue glowing. But in the cleanness of your heart that brings about effective communication between you and God. You think Jesus will just stand there and say, Father, I thank you, and then things begin to happen. It was not like that. He knew all men. But he gave himself to no one. It is not because of any human being that you should miss your blessing. Let them call you a fool. But keep on going forward. If you can interpret, go ahead. You know that there is there is there is this folklore that the vulture, I mean sorry, what does it? Uh, the vulture and the chicken they are of the same source. Uh, in fact, Yeah. So the Akohide decided to stay in the bush. And the butcher said he will stay inside town. No, I missed the story. It's the vulture and the chicken. The, the chicken said he will live with men. And the butcher said he will not live in anybody's house. Anytime you see them excited, they will pick you and slaughter you to eat you. Rather, he will go to the refuse dump and eat whatever is left over. They say you are a fool. I love that folly. So I can live long. Don't always insist on your right. Hmm? Be light. Be light. What did I say? Be light. Huh? Oh, Let me say this one. One several years ago, uh, somewhere in the nineties, um, I think somewhere in nineteen ninety ninety three or so, uh, when the church pastor was in the choir, mommy was the general overseer of the choir, and one Sunday they ministered very powerfully. 
na na yawa asafo bimu asofo e ka kwa ne ho e na man so e na hwe kwa ne so and everybody was excited and i had my i had my head bowed and i was waiting for me to go and start preaching na me see me tie ase na me twense me kwa kwa when i go to the altar emra me gina fapem ne so an you see, in the song they said God should carry them. I, I, I can't remember the rest of the God should carry them. So so I, I, I say God should carry you. It depends on your weight. Now see. I said, God does not carry excess luggage. That's what I told them. So the way you I talk, it has been like that for long. It's not it's not your time I'm talking like that. Yes, now. So it was so disappointing. People have ministered, and then you come to say that kind of thing. But that was how I should put it so to to paint them and then they would they would think twice. God will take you to the extent of your lightness, your weight. So be light. And, and let God take you to where you must go to. Lay aside every weight. Unforgiveness is an evil thing. Lay it aside. You say this person is your friend. And then overnight, because of just one little thing, you are not talking. I had some pastors, three of them, they said they were like this, what are no go pass in between them. When one of them took a step that he didn't like, it tends to be hatred. The kind of hatred that bordered on the path of destruction, I'm telling you. I love you, I love you, I love you. I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. From where? To where? If a person will become a clock in your wheel of progress, the issue is not about forgiveness, it's about choices. So be able to me, I hear. Let the person go. If I don't tell you this one, I would have deceived you. One day I asked you to read Philemon. You remember? Now, Philemon chapter 1. Sorry. It's just one chapter. So, Philemon 1, <laughs> verse 10 and 11. And let me make the comment I wrote in my paper here for you. Thank you for your patience. I have gone beyond my time about 10 minutes. Forgive me. Thank you. I appeal this Paul writing to Philemon on the account of uh, Onesimus. I appeal to you for my son Onesimus, whom I have begotten while in my chains. Yes. Who once was unprofitable to you, but now is profitable to you and to me. A person you forgive becomes an advantage to you. He becomes he becomes a blessing to you. So I wrote something here. Forgiveness restores the spirit of a person. After forgiveness, the forgiving gains fresh currency. And becomes more useful and profitable. So forgive the people you are holding. Before you know, they become so profitable to you. Hallelujah. 
I like you to just bow your head where you are sitting. And remember how he forgave you. Remember where you were. And how he forgave you. And remember the people that you need to forgive. But you find it so difficult to do so. And forgive them. Just mention your name before the Lord and tell the Lord I've forgiven this, my brother. I've forgiven this, my sister. Just let them go. And bless them. Wherever they are. That they will enjoy the peace of God. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now listen. There are two dimensions of forgiveness. Forgiving others and forgiving yourself. It may be very easy for you to forgive others. But very difficult for you to forgive yourself. For lack of knowledge. Even when you are speaking to God about your matter, you still cannot forgive yourself. This God cannot forgive me. So you continue to live laboring in life. So learn to forgive yourself. If you are spoken to God, then stop being guilty. Stop being guilty. And a caution here. If you work for someone, and the terms of reference indicates that a particular attitude warrants dismissal and the person gets you dismissed but has forgiven you there are two issues here you have to go but he has forgiven you and can do anything to get you another job or recommend you to somebody else or sit you down and properly educate you so you will not fall into that thing again. So don't let us mix the two. Are you, you said you are forgiving me. So why are you sucking me? I not me. You signed. The any time you do that one, you should be sacked. In the interest of the company. But the man has not sacked you from his life. He will help you out. To have another opportunity. To show yourself. In the event that he decides to just you know, commute your issue to suspension. Give glory to God. And you come back. Don't begin to have grudges against him. You are back there because he forgave you. Glory to God. May the grace of God that is able to help us do all things come afresh upon you. The grace to forgive. Receive it this hour in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever you have suffered for keeping somebody in your heart because you have let go of that person, may you gain speed in the name of Jesus Christ. 
anything about your destiny that has come to a halt because of unforgiveness, you are set free today. Amen. Go forth and see the growth of God. Finally, brethren, when we close from here, as many of such people that you can reach on phone, call them. Forget about the reaction. You call them. Seek to know how they are doing or he is doing. And if possible, pray with that person. If you can visit, visit. Take every step to fulfill the demands of God. And you will know how God will turn things around for you. May your life assume a different color today. May you shine all the way through in the name of Jesus Christ. Enjoy a glorious week. Enjoy a glorious week. In Jesus' precious name. Amen.